great. It's great to be with you today. Uh, thank you so much. Um, uh, I am really delighted to be with you. You might see me hobbling a bit, and that's because um, uh, I've got a great story here. So I was out for a run yesterday, and um, I don't run that often, but um, I am kind of do weights and that kind of thing. But I was running yesterday, and I was doing this interval running. And on the second interval, um, uh, just around kind of North London, I, I pulled a muscle, or just a, kind of just strained a little bit, and I thought, okay, I should be able to run through this. But by the fifth interval, something suddenly went pop, and um, just completely... Um, went crazy so I'm hobbling around a bit so I'm kind of um, I'm in a bit of pain I'm kind of proud of my injury um, because it's for a good cause so um, uh, please don't worry at all if you see me hobbling around it's just me making um, uh, uh, drawing attention to myself so um, it is really great to be with you today I feel you're my friend and um, uh, just those who are present, but also those who are online. It is just great to be with you. So I'm married to Louis. Um, we've been married for 28 years, and uh, we've got three children. We are just about to get a puppy next Friday. That's new news for this service. So um, uh, next time I might have to bring him in. He's absolutely so cute. <laughs> so today we are looking, well, we're starting a series on the fivefold ministries. And this is um, picking up some, uh, some words from Paul in, when he's teaching the Ephesian church about um, gifts and ministries to the church that God has given, Christ has given apostles, prophets, pastors, so evangelists, pastors and teachers to the church. And so we're going to explore that a little bit today. And I'm going to be looking at the first one of apostles and what that means and what, what difference it makes for us. So um, without further ado, I'm going to, to read the, um, the reading today and then I'm going to pray and then I'm going to dive into uh, the talk. So this is Ephesians chapter 4 and it's from verse 1 to verse 16. So Paul writes this. As a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took uh, many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean, except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. 
Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So let's pray as we look at this passage. Father, thank you for this amazing passage of scripture. Thank you for the letter to the Ephesian church. And we thank you for these ministries that Jesus, you have given to the church. And we pray that you would help us to understand more of what you are trying to do and to say that we in turn might be built up, that we might become mature, that we wouldn't be thrown around like infants or like um, uh, moved around by different teachings, but that we would have our firm foundation on you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So what I want to look at today is what, what does it take to see a region transformed by the gospel? Churches planted, people coming to Christ, communities transformed. Um, because that's what we see in Ephesus and particularly in Acts chapter 19 that describes the beginning of this church and how it had a huge impact on its city. One of the major impulses that made made this an apostolic movement that was started by Paul. So what is an apostolic movement? What is the apostolic and what does it mean and how does it work? So, um, first of all, Wale, I want to thank you for this um, talk that you've given me. It's a hot potato in the church. <laughs> the, um, the reason I say that is because there are very different views of what apostles today are. So, on the one hand, we've got um, apostles, let's call them capital A apostles, and that was the 12 apostles plus Paul who were appointed by Jesus to be apostles, um, he taught them, and there, you know, when uh, Paul says that this, the the teachings and understanding of the church is based, built on the foundation of the prophets and apostles, he's talking about those twelve apostles plus Paul. So, some people would say, well, we can't, there aren't any apostles now because they were then, and the foundation has been given, the scriptures have been written, and so we don't need that part anymore. On the other hand, there are other people who would say, well, um, let's call them apostles with um, a small a. Um, they might actually have a title of apostle in today's church, and they will be church planters, they will be um, um, movement leaders, and they would be um, Apostle Rick or Apostle Wale. And um, we're not apostles, by the way, but you know, that's, what they, that's their title. And um, they would say, absolutely, the uh, apostles are around today, and um, we, we need to be having them, and so on. And where it gets controversial is the authority that some of these people can have in the church, and they exercise quite strong um, governance um, over the church. And so people on this end would be really nervous about that, and they'd say, we shouldn't have that anymore. You know, the uh, governance should be based around the local church. So you can get into all kinds of problems depending on which way you lean. And for me, I want to say I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, So I want to um, say, yes, I totally believe in the Apostles, capital A. 
uh, but I do think the apostolic is at work today. And that's what I want to explore. What is the apostolic today and, and how does it work in practice? I feel like I'm on um, uh, holy ground and that I want to um, tread very carefully and humbly and gently around this territory. But at the same time, there's some rich things in the scriptures, and particularly what Paul said um, to uh, the Ephesians and the Corinthians that really help us understand the kind of churches that I think God is wanting to raise up in our generation at our time. So first of all, what does it mean? Well, Apostle comes from the word apostolos, which means sent one, one who is sent, um, like a messenger. So um, in ancient times, there would be someone who would send a representative on their behalf to speak for them, almost like an ambassador, and that person would be called an apostolos, uh, one who is sent. And so Jesus called um, the disciples to be apostles, people who will be sent out in twos to go and preach the gospel, to announce the kingdom of God, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, and um, to proclaim the kingdom of God is here. Um, now, we also go on to read in um, some of Paul's writings that it wasn't just the 12 and not just Paul in addition, but others as well. So in Romans chapter 16, we read about, um, in Romans 16, verse 7, we read about Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me, Paul writes. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. So um, here are um, two people, a man and a woman, who were both called apostles by Paul and um, so they weren't any of the twelve but they were people who were exercising apostolic ministry so it's clear that there was something like that going on in practice so what we want to do is in this I want to just look at five things that um, are about apostolic ministry and the first thing is really starting with that Ephesians passage. It's saying actually um, apostolic ministry is for the equipping of the saints. If we look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So Jesus Christ himself gave the apostles, and not just the twelve, not just Paul, but other apostles to, um, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So that's all of us, all of you online who are listening Apostles and all the other, um, those uh, fivefold ministries are to equip the saints, equip the people of God to do works of service. So that's to, um, to grow as Christians, to grow as church communities, to make a difference in the world, to be healthy, to be strong, to be loving communities, to be those um, who uh, draw in others who are um, hospitable and kind and, and just demonstrating the love of God in practice and seeing wholeness come to individuals, to families, to whole communities. So this is the function, and apostles is first on the list. 
apostles are mentioned a number of times by Paul, and he always mentions them first, almost as if they're the first ones to be involved in this. So we are to be, this ministry is about equipping the saints. It's about building up the church. It's about helping the church to come to maturity. I think it does point towards the first apostles, um, towards the writings of the New Testament. We need the scriptures. But also we need those who are going to be focused on equipping, focused on helping the church to become mature. I liken it to um, like trying to do gardening. And if, you, if you've got a tool shed, but you keep that tool shed locked and you just say to someone, get on with the gardening, but you can't have any of the tools. It's like, it's like trying to do church without the gifts of the Spirit. We can do it. We can get on with gardening. We can break the strands and kind of pull out grass um, to make it shorter. But it's so much easier and so much more fun with tools. We need to open up that garden shed, get the tools out so that we can use them properly and well. And that's a bit similar in the church, that God has given these things to help us, to enable us to do um, what he's calling us to do well. Not just garden tools, you might say, you know, on your um, phone, how can you get to Camden Town to get to a party? Well, you need to use the Google Apps, um, Google Maps app, and that will help you. If you don't, and you're trying to work out if there's no map, how do you actually get there? Well, the map app helps. Gifts of the Spirit, ministries of the Spirit, help us to do what God calls us to do. Apostolic ministry is about equipping the saints. The second thing is it's about extending God's kingdom. Paul writes this in Romans 15, verse 20. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. So the apostolic ministry that Paul's talking about is that it involves initiating new works to bring people to Jesus. It's starting new things to reach new people in new places, in new ways. And that's what he was trying to do. Paul was involved in starting new churches and church planting. He writes this in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 6. I planted a seed, as Paul. Apollos watered it. But God has been making it grow. He was talking about the church in Corinth, that Paul planted that church. Other people like Apollos, who was a teacher and um, watered it in, his, in the ministry gift that he brought, and God has been making it grow. So that initiating gift again of extending God's kingdom to a new place to reach new people in new ways is an apostolic gifting. It's an apostolic calling. So extending God's kingdom... Uh, there's a guy called Dave Ferguson, who is someone like this, who um, calls these. He was, um, for many years, reluctant to talk about um, apostles. So he called them spiritual entrepreneurs. And you know, he says there are challenges over the language of the apostolic, but this is what they're about. So he says they can see over the, over the horizon and discern what God is doing. I love that. A guy called Alan Hirsch, who writes a lot about the apostolic, says it's more a function than an office. He says the apostolic is a pioneering function of the church. The capacity to extend Christianity as a healthy, integrated, innovative, reproducing movement, ever expanding into new cultures. And your story, Imprint Church, is an apostolic story. 
you started a church in Leicester and you began to reach out to people there and the church grew. And then you sent people to London, kind of people were moving job, moving house. So you said, let's plant a church in London as well. And so Imprint London was born. And that was an apostolic move. It was breaking new ground, starting something new amongst new people to reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is about extending God's kingdom. It's doing his kingdom work, seeing that transformation, that healing work, and doing that again and again and again. Extending the kingdom of God. That's the second thing that we see um, happen in apostolic ministry. I think the third thing um, is about establishing healthy, growing churches. You know, um, church planters, these people who are exercising apostolic ministry, starting new things in new places, um, they know that to create a healthy church culture, you need all the gifts to be operating. And that's not just one person operating all the gifts, it's everyone exercising the gifts that God has given to you. So for this church to be healthy, it needs everyone present and everyone online, all of you, to be playing your part. God has gifted you with specific things that are not just for you to grow in, but actually to help the church to become mature. So it's no good the initiator, the church planter, the church leader, just starting something and then moving on. No, they need to be nurturing the gifts of the Holy Spirit um, in the congregation, encouraging each person to play their part so that the church becomes healthy. One of the things that happened in, um, after the Iron Curtain came down in 1989 was that a lot of church planters and evangelists went to the Eastern European countries. And what happened was they started, they had these big rallies, they started churches, um, but then the authorities tightened up some of the uh, restrictions and legislations, legislation so that they had to have a license in order to stay as a church. And many of the um, early evangelists and church planters had to leave those countries. And the problem was that many of them were not mature. They didn't have healthy leadership teams in their place. They'd just been started and then weren't, um, weren't strengthened and rooted. And so many of them collapsed. God wants this church to be a church that is rooted, that is strong by everyone being involved in different ways. You've got some fantastic ministries and there are different ways you can exercise the gifts that God has given to you. Apostolic gifts aren't better than other gifts. They're not more important, but they might happen first. They're that initiating thing. But then other gifts follow. You know, we need each other. Everyone has a part to play in healthy churches, including this one. So apostolic ministry is, is equipping the saints. It's extending the kingdom of God. It's establishing healthy, growing churches. Fourthly, uh, and this might come as, um, this is slightly more difficult, is that it, apostolic ministry is really being prepared for suffering and persecution. When you plant churches and new churches, there's sometimes opposition. People don't always like it. And there can be great challenges. Sometimes these are um, emotional and psychological challenges. Sometimes they're physical challenges. And sometimes they're spiritual challenges. I think they're all tied together. 
So Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 23. Frequently I was in prison, being severely flogged. I've been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received the Jews, uh, from the Jews the 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a day and a night in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Well, he really went through so much. And I'm not saying that we're all going to have that happen to us. In some nations in the world, that does happen. But what Paul seems to suggest again and again is if you're involved in this church planting activity, if you're involved at the front edge of pushing, uh, extending the bounds of the kingdom, then suffering is often something that happens. Persecution, where people have come against what's going on, might happen as well. What are we supposed to do with that? Well, I think one of the things is we need to be praying. Uh, Paul talks about the spiritual battle in Ephesians chapter 6. When he's writing to the Corinthians, he said this, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Paul is saying we've got to wise up to the spiritual battle. We need to pray, but also we need to encourage each other. We need to support each other. When one person's feeling down, we need to gather around them and lift them up. When one leader has taken a stand or um, broken through in a particular area, others, we need to gather around them to encourage them, to protect them, to, um, to stand by them. Suffering and persecution do happen when the kingdom of God is extended, and we need to just be aware of that. That's part of apostolic ministry. The fifth area, um, that's, uh, the fifth of five, is about nurturing leaders. So the apostolic um, gift or ministry will involve um, leaders being raised up in this church, but also as you plant other churches, the leaders of those other churches. And um, one of the things that we see in networks of churches that are church planting is that the leaders get together and encourage each other. And often there might be one or two um, uh, leaders of leaders who are, are calling people together, who are encouraging each other, who are encouraging learning from each other. Um, we planted uh, five churches in Tower Hamlets um, a few years ago. And um, the first one we'd planted from Holy Trinity Brompton, HTB, in 2005. And um, we then went on to plant four other churches. And one of the great delights was getting the leaders of those churches and their teams together. We met them every month. And we'd spend time encouraging each other, praying for each other, worshipping together, worshipping together, and also learning from each other. There were some uh, from the planted churches where they were teaching us some of the new things that they were learning. And one of the things that I was trying to encourage was 
them to multiply, to keep multiplying and growing. It's been a, so uh, it's been a delight that some of those churches have gone on to plant other churches, and so we've got grandchildren and great-grandchildren of church plants as they've gone out to plant and plant and plant and multiply. So that nurturing of leaders is part of ministry. And I, I want to encourage everyone who's a leader in this church that um, this is something you can do. If you're leading in a group or in a ministry or um, helping in some way, then who are the people that you are training? Who is your apprentice? And if you've got an apprentice, you can um, help them to grow in the skills of the ministry, but also you can help them to grow in character as a Christian. You can pray for them, encourage them, um, support them, nurture them. That's something you know. Just you can do simply over a cup, cup of coffee, and it starts with the question: How are you? And how are you doing? How how are you doing with God? That's that's the beginning of this nurturing process. And so all of us can be apprenticing someone, can be encouraging someone, and as you do that, you will um, have leaders and leaders overflowing from your community. And leaders are great, not just for growing communities, also not so that everyone doesn't get exhausted, but also so that when you plant, you send leaders who've been trained and developed as well. This is what apostolic ministry um, looks like. And in the Church of England, of which we're a part, um, bishops tend to have that role, that shepherding of shepherds role. It's part of the ordination service of a bishop, is that they are called to be a shepherd of the shepherds. And so that's, that's why I, I love doing that as a bishop, is to, um, to encourage Wale and others who are leading churches to, so that they might be built up and encouraged and supported. So, how does this apply to you? We've looked at apostolic ministry as it um, works itself out in practice, equipping the saints to help the church to become more mature, to extend the kingdom of God, to reach new places, your friends and families perhaps who aren't Christians, you know, that ex kingdom extension work um, that is part of apostolic ministry. It's all also about establishing healthy, growing churches, we want to be a healthy, growing church, don't we? Um, it's also um, about being ready and um, supporting each other when things get challenging, when there's persecution and suffering, but also about nurturing that gift of leadership in the community so that the church can be healthy and mature. So as it applies, I'd love to just give three very simple things um, to uh, kind of earth this for us first thing I want to encourage you to do is to pray for this gift in the church. Pray that the gift of apostolic ministry might be something that happens here, here in Imprint. That means praying for your leaders, praying for the ministries, praying for the life of the church, praying that you would be an apostolic church of planting new churches, of starting new ministries. You've got amazing ministries here that um, are part of that um, kingdom extension of initiating new things, like your showcase, like some of the creative arts that you're doing. This is all, all part of that, the, the, that kind of apostolic ministry that's going on. I want to say pray for that. Pray that God would grow it. Pray that he would stimulate it and deepen it and extend it. That would be so amazing um, to see God's kingdom come through you 
and particularly the planting of new churches, see more churches like Imprint Leicester and Imprint London in Manchester, in other cities, in London as well, just multiplied across this city. It will be such a blessing. Pray for the apostolic ministry to be um, at work in this church. Secondly, I want to encourage you to exercise this apostolic gift corporately. And what I mean by that is not just praying for it, but actually making plans to plant churches, to start new ministries, to bless the people who exercise these things. So nurture it in your community. Don't just pray for it. Do it. And, um, and uh, you know, get alongside. If you're not involved, get involved in some of these things so that you might help this church to grow and deepen. And the third thing I want to encourage is to pray for faithfulness. The call of the apostolic is to be faithful in the midst of huge challenges. Um, we're in an, a really challenging season in, in the globe, you know, um, in this pandemic, but also in London as people are starting back in the workplace, as businesses are recovering, as our economy is trying to recover as we're trying to get healthy um, physically. Actually, as Christians, we have a part to play in our city, in our nation, in this world. And so we need to be faithful. And that's something you can encourage each other towards. We all fail. We all do things um, that are not, uh, not altogether um, right. But together we can challenge each other. We can encourage each other. We can nurture our faith for each other um, and for Jesus with each other. So remember Jesus' words. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And so being faithful, part of that apostolic um, ministry of calling one another towards faithfulness in Jesus, that will make a difference as we um, move forward from here. So I'm so excited about the rest of your series as you look at um, the prophetic and evangelists and uh, pastors and teachers. It's going to be an amazing thing for you.